You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Author's Leverage. And today I am so excited. I am thrilled. I love conversations with this uh, our, our guest today. And meeting her and knowing her has just opened me up in so many ways. And I'm excited to record a conversation with her today. So you all will hopefully have the same experience and Really reconnect with your soul. That is the body of her work. And uh, I'm excited that she's here and that we're going to have this conversation. So let me introduce Anumani to you all, and then we'll, we'll get going with the conversation. So Anumani Santos is a modern-day shaman and voice alchemist. She's a sought-after spiritual teacher and transformational leader who channels powerful activations, delivers talks and workshops that empower leaders, changemakers, creatives, healers, and messengers messengers to unleash their soul's genius and show up in the world as their most brilliant and authentic self. She's a bridge to the soul and a vessel for many ascended beings that channel healing sounds, light language, and activations that work on the cellular level to bring forth healing, awakening, and evolution. One of her greatest gifts is, is that she's an activator of the Christ consciousness. She's also an artist, an international best-selling author of Unmasking Your Soul, A Transformational Journey of Truth, Light, and Healing. That's her first book. And she's a contributing author to the award-winning anthology Pebbles in the Pond, Transforming the World One Person at a Time. And she's also the forthcoming author of Unmasking Your Soul, Activating the Sacred Mysteries of the Divine Heart. So welcome, Anumani, to The Author's Leverage. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you and for all who will be listening. Yes, this is, uh, you know, and for those who are listening to the description, you're probably like, what? How does this connect to <laughs> to authors <laughs> and the author's leverage? To me, it is so, uh, it's it's so powerful. And it is so, I think, you know, maybe we don't have the language for if you are a writer or you've uh, tapped into anything creative with, within yourself. Like, I think that a lot of what uh, Anumani teaches is uh, in alignment with that. So these are the topics that get me excited because I just love uh, spirituality. I love, um, you know, connecting with a higher part of ourselves. And so um, Anumani, would you share a little bit about uh, how you got into this work in, you know, as as a shaman and, and working with the the soul? It was a surprise, quite frankly. <laughs> so um, I'll start, you know, as a little girl. I think probably when I was four, I remember the most that I would have these dreams, 
and I would see myself flying uh, over the house, over the trees, but I was, I knew I wasn't alone. It's like I was with angels and I would be giggling and twirling and I just felt so free and really felt myself. And then I would feel them like, I was like I was floating off my bed and then they would put me back into my body, into my bed and I would wake up. But then life started to happen and I closed myself off from that. I had a, I remember telling a cousin of mine that I had had an out of body experience and, and he thought that that was very strange and weird and said, you're crazy. And it was that moment where I said, oh, I, I want to fit in. So I don't want anybody calling me crazy. So I shut myself off from that part that is so part of us. You know, when we're born, we are so connected to everything. I mean, you just watch children. There is nothing in the way. There's no judgment. There's no criticism. There's such innocence and they're so connected. And I had that. I remember that as a child, but because I, that was one of my soul lessons was, you know, to learn to be who I was, no matter what the outside world said, but I hadn't learned that yet. So I shut myself off and it was in 2003. So I was working in the corporate world. I started my, my career as an electrical engineer and then went into, um, I got my MBA and went into consulting for many years and, you know, stayed in corporate and then did um, consulting, freelance consulting as well. And in 2003, I was actually working for a not-for-profit and I had this dream and it, it just blew me open. I was married at the time and I was having a lot of issues in my marriage. Um, I wasn't happy uh, inside, even though... I was presenting myself to the world that everything was okay. It wasn't okay. There was a whole mess going on inside of me. And, you know, if you've ever heard the word dark night of the soul, I was going through that. It's like the, the part that I had shut off from was trying to get my attention. My soul, my spirit was trying to get my attention. But yet the human part of me that was so afraid of being myself was tugging the other way. So there was this turmoil happening inside of me, but this dream was so lucid. It, I was in an elevator with three other women and the cable breaks loose and the elevator starts shooting down. And I was working in New York city at the time. So it was kind of symbolic of, you know, it was in a skyscraper, the elevator, you know, shoots down, makes a hole through the side of the building and starts skidding over this muddy water, which represented the turmoil, you know, the dark night of the soul that I was going through. But the significant part of the dream, so there were many significant parts. There was uh, an angel on the bank of the river. And as the elevator is skidding over this muddy water with doors open to the sky, she pulls me out. So she saved me from, you know, wherever this elevator was going. And then I ended up losing my wedding ring, which was symbolic of what was coming, because that was part of the turmoil that was happening inside of me. It's like in every part, in every aspect of my life, 
I wasn't able to be myself. And I was wearing a mask, you know, career, home life, everything. And I heard a voice that said, my child, I have a mission for you. You're not going to understand what it is, but be patient because in time it will all be revealed. And I woke up from that dream knowing that I needed to leave my unhealthy marriage and I needed to make some changes. And that was the first thing I did was to take action related to that. It was a very overwhelming time because at the time I was working in New York City, um, the place where I was working had decided to close down. So we were all looking for jobs because I was having marriage issues. Plus I had had this dream and I was like, oh my God, what, you know, the, it's overwhelming for the human, you know, part of us to take all that on. So I had to do it one step at a time and um, ended up, you know, separating, but then getting back together because I was just overwhelmed. And once I found a new job, luckily, like the next month, I took action to leave my unhealthy marriage. And and that was the the turning point for me. It's like that dream gave me the courage to do what I hadn't been able to do. And it, you know, the, the way I can explain it is um, if the people who are listening know anything about the energy centers, the crown, the top of your head is the place where you connect in with that spirit part of you. And it's like I had closed that off, but that dream just popped it open. And I had been having physical symptoms. So for anybody listening, you know, we're going through deep transformation right now on this planet. And you get physical symptoms as you, as your soul is trying to get your attention. So for me, it was fainting spells. And I had gone to the doctors and they couldn't find anything. I didn't know back then what I know now, that that was my soul in my body trying to get my attention. That there was something that, that I needed to do to open up to what, wanted to be remembered, wanted to be part of me again. Hmm. Wow. And, you know, it, 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 that's, it's so interesting because as I'm hearing your story, you know, especially the dark night of the soul and these experiences, it's, you know, it's, it's a calling. It's a calling, I guess, forward, um, especially considering that you had shut off that part of yourself uh, for so long uh, through what your family member had said. But that dream and that experience gave you the courage to, you know, to go forward. And and I, I just see that, you know, that's 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 working with the soul or the soul's work. And so I'm always curious as well. You know, we, we say the soul, we, you know, it's a term that most are familiar with or, or use in some respect. But I would love your uh, how, how you explain. How do you like what is the soul? How, how do you share that? Yeah, you can think of it as the, you know, I say it's the light of you. It's the spirit part of you. So your soul is connected to everything. It's It also accumulates wisdom um, depending on your beliefs. Uh, my belief is that, you know, we exist in uh, different timelines and, you know, some people call it past lives. And that part of you never dies, right? It's 
helping you, guiding you to be able to do the things that are part of you, your gifts, for example, um, and also helping you learn your lessons. So it's, it's a spirit part of you. And, you know, I truly believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So that soul of you is energy, <clears throat> excuse me, it's light, it's energy. Um, when I teach about reconnecting with the soul, I have people kind of reimagine the soul as a replica of them, but made out of light, made out of energy. And you can think of your soul as that. It's a consciousness. Um, it's a part of you. It's always been part of you since the moment you're born, your soul is within you. And it is the the spiritual part of you that is trying to um, get your attention. Uh, and it's interesting. I'm just going to make a point about my voice because um, my my voice has been you know, part of my soul lesson of really accepting that my voice is my gift. And I didn't know that long ago. And it feels like I'm clearing something. So when I, hey. when I work um, on this level, like I'm clearing, you know, the energy centers to really allow myself and others to step into who they are. So we can talk more about the soul, but you mentioned reconnecting with the soul. That dream, you know, opened up the energy centers and my connections so that I could reconnect with that part of me that was trying to get my attention. Mm. Now why, because you mentioned today that we're on the planet going through such a transformation and specifically for, for authors, I'm, why is it important now to be in the, in the work or, or having that, uh, uh, that insight to be connected if you're not already connected with your soul, especially if you're a creative or if you are a writer, someone who expresses themselves um, in some kind of way through, you know, their knowledge or, you know, some, some other source of ins inspiration. Why is it important for authors or creatives to be reconnected with their soul? Yeah, I'm a big believer um, and being a creative myself that all the great works come through something that's bigger and higher than us. Um, that soul part, if you think of like Michelangelo and Albert Einstein and all the, you know, people that have created amazing works and innovations and many of them speak that they know that there was something bigger than them working through them. And I feel that when I am working on a piece of art and mind you, I was not trained as an artist. All the, all of what I express has mainly come through my guides, through my soul, through my connection to that higher power, whatever it is that you believe in. And there are moments, because um, last year I was guided to start working on like acrylics, and I had never done acrylics. I had done pastels and using some, you know, art markers. And it's like something takes over my hand and it just moves. And I know it's not me. I know that spirit working through me. It's the same thing, you know, when you're writing, right? If you want the voice of 
the the words that are meant to express through you. Because if you're writing, then you're a messenger. You're here to give some specific message that that you, that only you can give in the way that you can. So what you know, the soul's genius. That's what that means. It's you know, there are many you know thousands, millions of writers, but each of us has something specific that comes through us in only the way that it can come because of the way we're wired, because of our soul's mm. DNA and, and because of the purpose that we have here. And so when I started writing, I started reconnecting more with that part of me. And I knew that I wasn't the one writing. Um, and I can talk more about my process, but there were mo- like even now I wrote my book back in 2016 and I go back and look at stuff and I go, Oh my God, I can't believe that came through me. Mm-hmm. Like I know that I am just the vessel, right? And that your, your soul, right? Is your inner GPS, your inner teacher, your inner guide. People have different names for it, higher self, inner wise self. So I really tapped into that when I was writing my book because your soul knows how to express what it is that needs to express through you hmm. and through your book. And so if, you know, you, you talk a lot about, you know, authenticity and that's part of, you know, what you bring through in your podcast to be authentic in the world means allowing that spirit part, that soul part to bring that what is truthful, right, for you and the message that you're here to bring to humanity, to others. And your soul helps you do that. And we have other guides that help us do that as well. But I really believe and live into that of really checking in with my soul on everything, you know, from my marketing um, to, you know, how should I run this workshop? You know, that is my go-to place. That was not my go-to place long ago. My go-to place was my ego mind. And I want to talk a minute for that, if that's okay with you, of the difference between, you know, that voice in your head that may be saying things that, don't allow you to really be the best of your highest potential, right? We all have these inner critics in our heads, you know, this voice that's saying, no, you can't do that, you know, and that ego part of us plays a role, but it's not the soul. It's very different from the soul. The ego part is the, the human personality that forms when you take, you know, human form. So after like, I don't know, um, probably, you know, age five, six, seven, Mm -hmm. children start to formulate a personality based on how they're being raised, the outside world, what they're experiencing. And that part of you can get in the way of your authenticity. It can also get in the way of you reconnecting with your soul. So, you know, bringing the awareness of, you know, is that soul, is that my soul speaking to me or is that my ego speaking to me? And it's part of what I teach 
because a lot of people, um, there's so much noise in the world that the soul gets watered down and you, your, your soul is always communicating with you. It's just not in the way that you're used to. Mm-hmm. And you have to bring awareness. Um, you know, you could get a message through, you know, a piece of music you're listening to or a movie you're watching or somebody comes up to you, which has happened to me because I didn't know what that mission was long ago. And I was in a class and somebody said, do you know you're a healer? <laughs> and that's how I discovered wow. that, that was like part of my mission work. So it requires us to listen and be aware in a different way that maybe we've been conditioned to, right? We, we are conditioned to go, 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 and we're doing and we're doing. And to be present with the soul, you have to slow down. You have to be present. So um, if you've ever heard of Eckhart Tolle, who teaches that a lot of presence, that is what's required for you to really be connecting with your soul. All right, it's time for a short break. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. The, what, what was interesting as well, uh, what you mentioned, you, you've mentioned courage, Right. Because as you start to get in tune with uh, this other part of yourself that wants to express itself, it takes courage for the <laughs> the personality then to say, you know what, I'm going to trust. I'm going to lean into this part of myself that really, you know, is 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 me. Right. It is me. Um, and and getting on the same page. I'm curious because uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, you know, your actual writing experience and how your process uh you know, how your process is and, and how it's evolved and, you know, how you're enabling and opening yourself up to share from your soul. Um, how, how does that work? What is what is your writing process and how you uh, how you've been able to do that? Sure. So I through my writing process, a, a couple of things, um, any type of writing is very healing. So my writing process was was a healing journey for me it took me 15 months to write unmasking your soul and you know i've listened to many you know authors and you know my book mentor talking about you know making sure you make time every day to write that that keeps you in the flow and consistency the truth is you're not going to be inspired every day to write um and I think it is a good practice. So I try to journal. So my practice is probably slightly different than what others um, may be taught or do. I um, try to journal at least, you know, once a day. Sometimes if I'm really busy, it may be every couple of days. 
And through that journaling process, I get, you know, messages, I get insights. It is the way I'm staying in tune with my soul. That's how I got the message of this is the second book you're going to be writing because I was told it was a trilogy. I was the guidance I got, this is going to be a trilogy. And I was like, oh my God, you you know, it's like the first time I'm writing and it's now a trilogy. Um, and here we are five years later and now I'm finally ready to write book two. So I learned that I have to have patience that, you know, I had an original launch date of December of 2015, it took me a whole other year to finish because I wasn't ready. You know, part of what happens is as you write, and my book especially, it has a lot of personal stories. When you go into that space, it's like you are going into this introspective space of what happened as you're telling the story. And so that story may bring up emotions, it may bring things that you need to heal. And for me, it was certainly that because every chapter has something personal of that I learned or something that I was teaching related to uh, my book is, you know, reconnecting you to different aspects of your soul. And we're bringing in different um, soul virtues for example, like divine love, which is part of the foundation of what I teach, that love is the alchemy and it's and it really is the 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 vibration, the frequency, the the part of you that is within you, but that, that we've forgotten that is gonna help transform you and transform the world. So I um, as I started writing you know, I would have these moments where, like, I knew I just had to stop and, you know, do some uh, work on myself to heal. It could be, you know, taking a walk in nature, knowing that I needed to disconnect from the writing. Because when you try to force something that's not ready to be written, you're going to be frustrated because it's not going to come out in the way you'd like it to, which, which may mean that if you go ahead and do it, you're going to have to rewrite it many times because that maybe it's not ready in the form that it's supposed to come out. So I learned, I think the hard way that I really needed to trust divine timing and the part of my ego that was going like, but, oh my God, you said you were going to launch December, 2015. (laughs) And I had to let that go. Uh, because this book turned out to be a lot bigger than I thought. It's like almost 400 pages. And it is the body of work that I'm here to, to teach. And so I would, I also, um, so the, the journaling played a significant role because what I noticed, and I'm noticing it as I'm getting ready to start writing my second book, is that my journaling had a lot of the stories that I was going to include in my book. So I was able to go back and look. And and one of the concepts that my book mentor teaches is, you know, you start um, outlining the content that you're going to put in your book and, you know, you might put it on an index card or you might have it in a, a Word document, but you start organizing your content 
to fit mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're teaching in a specific chapter. And for me, those were my journals. I started like highlighting like, oh my God, this story fits in, you know, chapter one and, and this experience fits in chapter four. And so for me, my journaling was part of the content that was really, dr- and I didn't realize it then, but all the journaling I had done the year before was part of what was going in the book. And I, wow. didn't, I didn't realize that. But it really paved the way because I had already captured experiences and stories that I knew I wanted to include in the book. And, you know, for me, that was important because, you know, I'm a big believer that stories connect people to uh, inspiration, to being able to take a nugget that then they can implement in their own lives. So there was a lot of that, um, you know, in my book. And then I'm trying to think what else of the, the other thing I wanted to mention is you want to have cheerleaders to cheer you on when you're writing, but they have to be the right cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Like if you um, share with somebody, you know, something that maybe they have a different opinion on, they're not ready to hear, they may give you negative criticism that really you should be ignoring because maybe they're not your audience. So one of the things that you really need to think about is who am I writing this book for? And, you know, who is really my audience? Uh, You know, what's the transformation I want them to have if that's the type of book you're writing or what are they learning from my book? And really speaking to that audience and picking like one person that you're speaking to but then um, knowing, like, who do you share your things with? Because many of us, um, I know, I remember early on people um, who didn't get my art and, you know, said some harsh things that if I, you know, initially I listened, but then, you know, I realized, like, no, you know, I can't listen to them because I'm being called to do this. And so there's an audience specifically for the things you're bringing into the world. And so you don't want to be sharing things too early with someone who's going to criticize you and hold you back from what you're really meant to bring through. But my family is very supportive. So I created like a whole group text. And every time that I finished a chapter, so I would send them a text message and I would get all these text messages back like cheering me on like that's great sis or you know my niece is saying this is awesome and and even my goddaughter who you know at the time you know she was oh my gosh I think she was like um, eight years old or something like that and they were all cheering me on and so um, it it gave me the inspiration to keep going because, you know, you may get writing fatigue depending on the size of your book. I think the average size is 60,000 words, um, but mine was 160,000. Wow. And, and so I was getting writer's fatigue and, you know, there were moments where like, oh my God, am I ever going to get to the finish line? 
And so support, having the right support is so important. That's part of my process now. Like I know that I need that. Like I need to be cheered on. Um, I need to be part of a group. And so when I was writing, I was part of a, um, a like a mastermind. And that was also very supportive because we were cheering each other on in writing our, our books. So getting support as you're writing is really important as well. And again, trusting, you know, for me, I had to trust that there were days when, you know, I just wasn't ready to write. And then I knew that I would get started again and just trusting the process, allowing the healing that needed to happen to happen. And then, um, you know, getting the support and the guidance because I had, you know, my book mentor who was amazing and is still amazing at, at what she does, Christine Closer, guiding me along the way and getting support from a community that understood what it was like, you know, writing a book and, you know, how difficult sometimes it could be depending on the type of material that you're writing. No, absolutely. I love that. That's such good advice uh, through your experience, which you talked a lot about your journaling how that uh, and writing really being a part of that healing process um, as well as trusting the timing of things, because that's, that's a big component as well with it. And then having a group and people to support you, all of those are, are huge. Um, so I, I want to ask a couple more questions as we're wrapping up the interview here. Uh, one question being, I would, I would like for you to uh, talk a little bit more about, the portal of love, because that's essentially where also you are, you know, sharing and continuing to share, you know, messages and things that that you receive uh, and, and uh, continue to collaborate with your soul and allowing that to express itself um, through through your through your words. And so can you talk a little bit about the, the portal of love and uh, and what others can experience with that? Because I'm telling you all now you have to go and check this, uh, this community and this amazing, uh, resource that Animani has developed. But yeah, I'll let you share a little bit about that. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, this has been a year in the works. And again, I had to have a lot of patience because at the beginning of 2021, I was guided to create a community. They gave me the name. They said, it's, you know, you should call it the portal of love which really resonated with me because love is the foundation of my work and, and really what I'm trying to help people remember because we, I didn't mention it before, but, but your soul loves you unconditionally and your soul never says, you know, anything negative to you. It's always trying to help you be your highest self, you know, your highest potential. So this, this portal of love really is an extension of the work that started in my book. And it's a, it's going to, it's going to be an online community. I've started, you know, promoting it now. It officially launches January 11th and it's going to be, you know, a community where you can grow spiritually and personally, um, where there's going to be other people like, like-minded you know, who are also wanting to deepen spiritually, who want to awaken, who want to deepen their self-love. And I'm going to be offering every month uh, two 
what I'm calling two sound alchemy love transmissions. So we haven't mentioned this before, but I'm a channel. And so, and what that means is I am um, a vessel where, you know, other beings and consciousness speak through me. And that includes sound where I make lots of different sounds and vibrations. I even sing. So my transmissions include all of that. And so every month, whoever's in the community would get two live transmissions per month. It's all going to be recorded. So, you know, if you can't make it live, you're able to listen to it after. But I'll be channeling my galactic guides, Ishtar and Xenon, in these transmissions. One transmission is going to be focused specifically on, you know, healing, alchemy, you know, spiritual evolution, awakening, which is part of my gift. And I, and I do that. It's like a jukebox. If, um, if you haven't experienced my work, it's, you know, everything from making sounds to singing to, um, you know, light language, which is kind of, um, it's, it's the language of the soul and it has different vibrations and frequencies. And if you've ever heard somebody speaking in tongues, it's, it's a similar concept. It's, it's a language that's coming from your soul to the soul because it, it transcends the ego mind and goes directly where you need it. So that'll be one of the live transmissions. The other one is going to be, you know, a channeled teaching from my guides, but then, you know, the membership gets to ask me any questions that you have. So again, it's an opportunity to engage with like-minded souls, to get guidance, you know, um, there's going to be an opportunity to post, you know, questions and share with each other. There's going to be a channeled meditative activation. So I'm a creator and I love to create. So every month you're going to get either an audio and or video recording that has some sort of meditative experience, including because I'm an artist, I'll be doing some soul art meditative experiences. You're also going to get a channeled oracle message in PDF and order audio recording. And then there's a whole bunch of pre-recorded content that you get by just becoming a member in archive of sound alchemy transmissions, meditative activations, um, a special activation created for the launch, the previously channeled Oracle messages, and then a new masterclass that Parchel is ha helping me with called Unmasking Your Soul, Liberating Your Soul Through Sound Alchemy. And that's 15 modules of content and about two and a half hours of video content. So that's all gonna be uh, pre-recorded content. I'm going to be bringing special guests into the community. Um, some of those will be right from the community, people who are going to be sharing their wisdom, gifts, you know, even, um, you know, some of my friends who are musicians uh, bringing their gifts to the community. And then uh, anybody who's a member is also going to get a 20% discount on select services, online courses, and in-person events. I hope to be doing more uh, in-person events in 2022 and online courses. And there are two bonuses. So right now I'm writing, I am running a promotion for founding members um, who sign up by January 10th. We're going to have a live broadcast for founding members on January 11th, which is the official launch day of the portal. 
and the recording will be available if you can't make it live. And then if you join as a founding member, you're going to get locked into founding member pricing. Um, so you can go to my website and it's um, www.anumani, A-N-U-M-A-N-I, speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S dot com. And right on the homepage, there's a little ad for becoming a founding member and you can click on learn more and it takes you to the landing page where you can read all about this, read testimonials of people who've experienced my transmissions and and you can sign up as a founding member. So I look forward to uh, anybody who is looking for that level of guidance. And, and really, I think community, I find that um, people have told me many times that they're searching for their community that's going to support them. And, uh, and if that sounds good to you, then I hope that you uh, take a look at it and see if it's the right fit. Yes, yes. Highly, highly recommend checking out the Portal of Love. Uh, so much that Anamani has poured into that, and it's just been an honor to uh, uh, to help bring it together and to bring it to life and to get it out there. So I'm excited for the world to experience uh, the Portal of Love. So Anamani, thanks for, for being here. I'll make sure that uh, the listeners have access to the link to the website, as well as where they can find you on social media as well to connect with you there. And as we start to wrap up, you know, the the title of the podcast is The Author's Leverage. So I would love to hear, uh, and we'll close out after that, is when you think of The Author's Leverage, what what comes to mind for you? What what resonates about that uh, for you when you hear that phrase? Yeah, I think um, for me, uh, what we spoke of, right? The reconnecting with the soul to help you connect with the messages that are meant to come through you, you know, trusting that whatever is meant to express through you is going to come through you the more you deepen into that space and trusting the process you know, letting go of maybe um, old ways of thinking that are holding you back from being who you are in the world. And and that's really, you know, we need your message in the world and we need it to be, you know, the message that is meant to come through you. So I invite you to surrender and, you know, leverage the, that inner wise teacher that you have, that soul part of you, to guide you on the journey, to help you, so that your writing process is more graceful, uh, you know, isn't frustrating, and, you know, is uh, healing and nourishing. Because for me, that it was all of that when I started to realize that I just needed to trust and surrender. Yeah. Powerfully said, powerfully said. Well, Anamani, thanks again for your time and joining us from the Author's Leverage. Thank you for being here. This was awesome. And thanks for all who are tuning in to this. Hope you learned something and you're inspired to uh, connect with your soul and what wants to come through you as a writer, as an author. So thanks again, Anamani. Thank you, everybody. 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. Check out more resources. Visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.